0: Today we have Pedro Tavares from Hard Hats and Bibs and one of those Giants fans, one of those evil Giants fans, but he was nice enough to come on today and uh, give us a talk. We're going to talking about doing our dad questions and talking about uh, some family court disparities. Enjoy the show and uh, please review, like, share, and uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast listening app
1: dad's worldwide the first word in family management family budgeting insurance bills food vacations research and development homework emails phone calls last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car security doors are locked windows shut house alarm is set Fingerless gloves, Dads Worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. You,
0: you, you, you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. And welcoming on the phone, our first phone interview. Yes. So hopefully this goes pretty well. Uh, Pedro.
2: How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thanks oh. for coming
0: on today. We really appreciate it. Um, and I couldn't come up with the pre- appreciate it. Interesting. Yeah. That was good.
1: And Pedro, you you're, let's just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. You're coming from New Jersey. Yeah. And you're a dad, but go ahead, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Um, I'm 41 years old, a union electrician in New York City. I'm a father of three. I have two stepdaughters, a son who's six, stepdaughter who's 13, and 17. And I love to fish. My wife and I, we love to fish.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah, Brendan and I were just talking about that. You guys like to come up up our way up here in Massachusetts to fish, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. uh, We want to go off a haddock. We did uh, this past year, but a couple of the charters weren't going out, so (laughs) kind of killed those plans.
0: Way to go. They didn't know you were coming.
2: <laughs> I think they probably
0: did know that he was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, the damn el- that damn electrician from New York City's coming again. Forget
2: yeah. it. Like those giant fans.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, we didn't know that before. You didn't tell us before no, we I, had, agreed to have you on the show. There. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, this was a great interview. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, Pedro. Th- thanks for calling in. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, being
1: being a new dad on the show, we just have a couple uh, questions we want to throw at you and uh, and get your answers to, so, Brendan.
0: All right, Pedro, what has All been right. what has been your proudest dad moment? Man,
1: there's
2: a lot, man.
0: I know, <laughs>
2: I know. Um, the thing that's funny is uh, fatherhood literally began on father's day in 2013 when my son was born he was born on father's day june 16th, 2013 that's wow. awesome yeah so to me like that's the best father's Day father's day gift that i will ever have
0: yeah i, get,
1: I guess all those you know? ties don't really add up yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well he doesn't he doesn't have that many yet <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: awesome what is yeah. one skill you would like to master
0: Ooh. Electrical work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, you know what? One thing. Yeah. uh Dancing, man. I can't dance.
1: <laughs> no. That. That's. Welcome a, to the club. No, yeah. Cook, yeah. I was I gonna say. From
2: scratch. Yeah. I cook from scratch. I'm an electrician. I can build. Uh, I could draw. I used to write music. Um, Damn. I, I mean, just a lot of things that I could do, but I could just never dance. Wow. I play the saxophone. The no, wait guitar. a second.
0: Wait a second. You play music, <laughs> but you you can't dance?
2: Yup. I can't
0: dance. I feel like those are two, like, you know, you exactly. have to, you have to be able to keep time you to when you're, yeah, 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 yeah. The,
2: the keeping time isn't a problem. It's, it's more the rhythm, like my body. Like, and the thing that's funny is like, I also play the drums and each, um, limb has its own beat and I could I could do each limb with its own beat on the drums, but I just can't put that into dance. Huh.
0: huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, hey, I mean
1: Brendan uh, has a strict no dancing yeah, policy. I was just gonna say yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. so There's a reason
0: for it. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever yeah. seen me yeah. shake on the floor, well, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, oh. think, I think I'll be with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll just hang out in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you may not put baby in the corner, but you'll put Brendan and Pedro in the corner. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll yeah. be
2: proudly standing there. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll be like a rumba, just banging into
0: everything. Yeah. <laughs> just stuck in the corner. One wall, then the next wall, <laughs> then the next wall. Uh, all right. What? Well, what is the most important thing your dad passed on to you?
2: Damn, he—it it, was—it's kind of hard because my father passed away when I was four. He was murdered. Um,
0: Son of a so, gun. Uh,
2: like that part, I—I. I,
0: yeah, that that's a tough passing one.
2: Passing down to me, I can't answer that. But the only thing that—did you have a um, father?
0: Did you have a father figure in your life after that? That, you, or someone back, that you considered, you know, that that. You know th- that father.
2: See, my stepfather and I we never got along. Yep. yep. Um, I do have an uncle on my that married my aunt, and uh, because of him, I fish. Um He was one oh, that introduced introduce me to fishing, and pretty much it was like a community thing, um, uh, having different insights with people, um, especially men. Yeah. But, the one thing about my dad, you know, I have a lot of memories with him even though like he passed away when I was four. And um it's just love, man, that's what I could say. Like I you know, since becoming a father, especially with my son, um my thing was was to, to, to pass down certain things that almost genetically that my father passed down to me. Like yeah. my father's yeah. love for music was, was a big part of my life. You know, he was also a, a, human, a humanitarian. He was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, uh, had business over here in New York, and with his business, he wind up always bringing uh, products and, and, and donations back to his country, and I didn't even know about this, and I wound up doing certain things like that just in my community and finding out later on of, of my dad as an adult, it was just like, holy shit. Sorry, like no, that's all right. At, that's know, fine. Like, yeah. like, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost doing certain things that I didn't even know he was doing. You know, so to yeah. me, like that was that's that was phenomenal, cool, man. You know? That
0: that's great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm glad you had someone else in your life at least to uh, to help you out, even if it was a village. Yeah, you know, there's a community that that was there for you. Definitely.
1: What is the one thing that scares you? as a father
2: Ooh. it's a it's a lot man uh, but i think my biggest fear is not all right as as parents we're supposed to raise our children to be better for the community for society for the country for the world um and i feel as parents we should also leave a better community country world for our children. And with my organization, um, trying to change the, the way the family court industry works, I think that's my biggest fear, is having my son, my niece, my nephew, my stepdaughters be a non-custodial parent in this country with the way the family court system is, with how negative it impacts them. You know, to me, I think that's my biggest fear. That's my biggest motivation. Yeah. Also, uh, behind the whole family court uh, reform. Yeah,
0: that's deep. I just don't want my kids to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't know. No, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no seriously. No, no, that's, that's awesome. It's, I, it's it's That's a tough one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I'm kind of, you know, it's the one thing that I, you know, hope that I can pass on kind of similar to you, Pedro is, you know, that those selfless acts, you know, that, you you want your, your child to realize that, you know, giving back sometimes is just as important as receiving, so.
0: That's a tough one, too. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a real tough one, especially as, you, you know, the, the younger those, kids, they don't get that. Those, te- those, <laughs> those <Yeah>. teenage years <laughs> when you're in the I, Because they just want to get. Yeah. They just want to get. Yeah. 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 And we're at the time, Christmas time, where that's, they just get, right? And they're just like, right, ah, right. you know. Yeah, they don't. It's. I guess in in that respect, it might be, the Christmas might be the easiest time to teach them how to give. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yep. Nope. All right. Well, that. My I guess that was kind of my next question is, what is the one thing you hope your child or your children learn from you?
2: A lot.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: A lot, man. It's. Like with my with my two stepdaughters, um, they've been we've been together as a family. It's gonna be for four, it's three and a half years already,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know, I see a change in or growth, let's say, in the youngest stepdaughter. Um, and before she was a type that she wouldn't she wouldn't talk about problems. It was always like a. a, a anger instead, you know, and oh, yeah. over the years I've been talking to her, talking to her, talking to her, and she's calmed down significantly. And to me, it was it was great seeing that, you know, and I hope that that's something that she takes on from this moment on, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you hold it inside and you don't talk about it. It's, it's, it's got to eat you. Right. You know? All right, Jim.
1: What is one childish thing you still enjoy doing
2: oh forget about it i can't pick one
0: (laughs) do you have a lego room pedro do you have a lego room
2: yo the thing that's funny is that my wife has boxes of lego sets and Nerf guns (laughs) like there was a moment that we had at least 600 nerf bullets in the house what uh yeah yeah, gatlin guns that's um, awesome nerf guns i mean just everywhere you went there was nerf guns in the house and and literally like we would just start fighting i have a video where i walk into the bedroom my wife is doing laundry and i i recently bought like this double magazine having a nerf gun
0: battery operated double (laughs) (laughs) barrel
1: That's awesome. You gotta, you gotta keep unloaded. your defenses up in the Tavares
0: households, man. Holy <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> I just unloaded this rain of nerf <laughs> <laughs> This ring of nerf bullets. You
0: you sleep with a nerf gun underneath your pillow? Mm-hmm.
1: And then
2: unfortunately th- she took them all out the house.
0: Oh, oh what wow. the heck?
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm. All right, my last question. The one piece of advice you would give to new dads?
2: Love and time is the ultimate gift you could give your child.
0: Well said. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Yeah.
2: You know, we we, we tend to, to look at only being a financial provider and, and, and providing materialistic objects for our kids, things that we didn't have growing up. And um, we wanted to giving it to our kids, and that's not the, the, the most important thing that you can have in life, you know?
3: Oh, like yeah. These
2: guys, you see, you know, lose everything, and they think that just because they lost everything, they wind up taking their lives, you know, and yet they have family behind, you know? Absolutely. Because that materialistic factor you know
0: well we've largely like, largely become a materialistic society
2: yeah unfortunately you know, like, yeah. like with my son when he was a little guy I, I never bought him any gifts every gift that he had in the house was given to him and I would spend time on the floor with him yeah yeah. and even as he got older you know we would go fishing and that would be the way that I would punish him too hey you didn't do this or you lied or whatever you're, not coming, you're going fishing today but you're not going to fish and yep. he was upset about it, but he got it, you know, well, yeah, you
0: gotta have some discipline and you gotta yeah, absolutely, and we were you know the the first couple of birthdays for our boys we uh we were said no gifts, you know, we were just like, yeah if you, you wanna you wanna buy something that's up to you, but really he doesn't they don't need any more toys, and let's be serious, they end up playing with the boxes more than they play with anything else, <laughs> so you know, I mean, so especially that age they don't understand anyway, you know, the first year, second year. You know, maybe after three, four, they get it. But yeah, yeah, I think and they. Even,
2: and even then, like we rather go on vacations than than give a gift. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, we'll get like one or two gifts at Christmas.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah.
2: something simple, but yeah. it's not as extravagant as we used to. We rather put that money away and go drive to Florida and enjoy Florida. Go to Michigan during the during the summertime. You know, and so on and so forth, you know. And yeah. you know what kind of they, fishing they, you know like you
0: to... know what kind of fishing is in the Gulf of New Mexico?
2: Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's awesome. I uh,
2: could imagine.
0: Yeah. No, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Quality time with the family so much better. Yep. 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 Jim, you got one last question? No, that's it. All right.
1: All yeah. right. So Pedro you, uh, you mentioned you have two stepdaughters. So you're still, yeah. you're still
2: oh, okay. Was, <laughs> we lost uh, him. Sorry. sorry. I was <laughs> waiting for the question. That was a
1: g- dramatic pause yeah, for no, our no. listeners out there. Yeah.
0: Just for future reference, um, you know we had conversation. He talks, you talk, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he talks, you talk. Yeah. No, just, just future reference.
1: Uh, did you not get I'm the just, email? Yeah. No, come no, on, no. Man. Shit. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how how was that been? How was how was being a stepfather?
0: that that must have been quite the adjustment for for them and you,
2: yeah, uh, for them, it was kind of tough because it was just their mom and them for a while, so
3: yeah,
2: and to have me in the picture, you know and it's still tough now <laughs> you know yeah you
1: said it's, um, you said it's been what three years now,
2: yeah, it's been yeah. three years
1: so you you got into the relationship when they were in their teen preteen years, yeah. That's that's challenging.
0: Jim's in a similar situation. I'm in, I'm in a
1: similar situation. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And it's tough, right? It's very hard, yeah, and it's a very fine line that you have to walk being a, a step parent. Yep. So what? So how how have you worked through some of those things?
2: Um, me, me I have to. Understand that I'm I'm a parental figure here, you know, and you have to set boundaries, you have to set limitations and and rules, and and be fair, um, and understand that each one is their own in, individual person and and their own understanding of what they did and or what they did wrong or whatever the case is, especially according to their ages, you know, right yeah you know to me I think I think that's a that's a big problem um uh, with a lot of blended families, you know, especially uh you know you treat us different compared to your son and so and it's like <laughs> you know you're, you're not seeing the age differences, you know uh, there's times that you know my son my son is six, you know if he does something wrong you know it's only a certain um punishment that can be given to him because of his age because of his lack of understanding right compared yeah. to a 17 year old you
0: know oh yeah 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 i mean and but that's the love is different i'm not saying you don't love your stepkids but the love is different with your own child and your stepchild it's it's just different and i understand where they think that you know favoritism may be played out
1: do you ever Ever feel like it's a you're in a in a competition with the stepchildren?
2: With a competition in what way?
1: Uh, with your spouse? With
2: your spouse? Um, no, not really. Um, that's good. The only thing I see at times, uh, with my spouse at times is just, um, with her kids, she tries to treat them differently. Compared to, I mean, just amongst them two. Um, to me, I don't agree with it. <laughs> you know, to me, you know, they're both pretty similar ages where uh, they can be treated equally to a certain point. You know, with the punishment or mm-hmm. going out and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know that to me, I think is the only difference that I see here. Um,
0: well, I think I that's I think that's that fine line that Jim's talking about. Right, I mean, how you know? Where do you where do you step in when your wife is dealing this discipline, and you're you know? But you know, are you know the co parenting type thing?
2: Okay, so in that part, I used to say things. I got to the point where it was like, I'm I'm not anymore because I just the only time that I will is if I see um, unfairness. That's the only time. But as far as the punishment. You know, let her figure. Let out. her uh, let, out. let her
0: do- let her dole it out. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's fair, yeah. and I think they'll respond as, to as that more.
2: As long as it's fair, yeah, then I'll, I will not chime in. But once I see that it's not fair, that's when I chime in. Yeah.
1: And that's kind of that's kind of the the stance that my wife and I have taken. Uh, you know, like if if the teenager does something that deems a punishment, her and I will talk about it and make sure we're on the same page. But that punishment comes from her. That's. That's kind of, that's kind of how, how we we work it out. Yep. Because if it comes from me, then it's, it's going to be a completely different, completely different discussion with the teenager. Um, Right. All
0: right, Pedro. So originally we had talked and we were, uh, we were going to talk about, uh, family court and, and how, uh. I guess one-sided it was. So I I don't know if you know this, Pedro, but uh, Jim and I did an actual episode on the red pill, which is a documentary on... um, Well, a documentary in air quotes, but uh, on the men's rights movement. And they talk a lot about the uh, family court issues there where it's really one-sided to the mother's side and not the father's. And this is kind of originally how we connected. So...
1: I guess we kind of want to hear what you have to think about
0: the perspective that you have.
1: The family court system and, and how how discrepancies you've seen and, and how maybe you think it can be better rectified in the future.
2: Okay. Um, just like everybody else, I thought that the family court system um, was against men uh, after experiencing it myself and Getting screwed over and so on and so forth. I, I saw that a lot of things just weren't making sense. I started to read a lot of my court orders and I continued seeing these phrases that said Social Security Title 4D case, non Title 4D case, Title 4D case, TANF case. And I was questioning what does this mean? So I started to do a Google search and I saw that that was basically the child support enforcement and continue reading the statutes within reading budgets coming across different groups throughout the country, throughout the world with similar problems. It was like, Oh, like this isn't a a, a man versus woman a dad versus mom thing. It's more of a money thing, you know, that the social security title Four D. Is basically child support uh, enforcement collection, meaning that every dollar that's collected by the family court industry is matched by the state or federal government at sixty-six cents per dollar, which funds judges' uh, salaries and pensions
3: oh, nice. among other
2: programs. Among other programs falling under Health and Human Services, which is the TANF Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, that's the acronym for uh, for. Temporary assistant community families tenant. Wow! And um, once I saw that, I was like, "Whoa! Like this isn't this isn't a, a, an issue as black and white as just mom versus dad. Like this is just more of a of a financial incentive for that particular state. And what better way than maximize your financial incentive by better than than, than removing the breadwinner, who at that point is usually the dad. the man yeah so you know that was the main focus it was just money not gender
0: Wow but
2: and all this is, is, is written within statutes under under the title 4d and you'll see it in in certain budgets like we found it in New Jersey uh, judiciary budget where it actually broke down the 66 cents per dollar on, on there on one of the highlighted sections
0: Wow that was right in the statute yeah. Yeah. So the more, so, so the, the...
2: the budget, like, like you can't debate this, like this is black and white written in the laws written in um, fiscal year budgets or for money, you know, from, from federal monies. And like, to me, this is, this is a problem, you know, socially like we're looking at it as mom versus dad, because that's just how it's been in a sense, you know, Throughout history, you know, it's always women fighting for women's equality, men pushing them down and then eventually being there with them fighting for women's equality.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, well, I mean, I think it depends on the the divorce, the couple, right? It can be pretty nasty. And yeah, so I mean, I mean, men and women are pitted against each other. It's just, it's. I mean, it's quite obvious that the courts are going one way most of the time because I I think even I think even if you just if you're talking to someone and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a single dad and I have full custody of my kids. What do you automatically think? I can tell you what I automatically think. Oh, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Something's really wrong with that woman if the courts didn't award her custody and and i, I don't think i don't think that's unfounded right i mean that that is that i think because it's just it's been over the years at least in our in our generation jim and i and you are about the same age you know in our generation that's just the way it's always been the the mother gets the custody the dad pays out the nose and uh that's it that's the way society goes
2: right and 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 even just right there with what you said the, the dad pays out the nose in that that's Basically, what it comes down to, like, if you watch this documentary called "Divorce Corp," like corporation, um, <laughs> yeah, they bring a an economist on on the documentary saying that the the, the amount that they're asking is un, is is unrealistic. Like, a parent isn't going to spend X amount of dollars on a child.
0: Yeah, you know? mo- like, yeah, they're asking monthly money- for that amount of money. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like,
2: these monies are there just to maximize. A child support payment and the reason let me tell you this because even there's another statute or there's a statute that I'm going to say right now that um that uh every dollar that's collected what what happens is the state comes up with their accumulated amount and then they could become a high performance bonus state Meaning that that sixty-six cents per dollar could become sixty-eight cents per dollar, and this is written in the statute, section four zero three parentheses four. It says it right in there. A state can become a high-performance state. So they tried to strangle as much money out of a non custodial parent to get to become a high-performance state. <laughs> so, that's
0: crazy. So yeah. uh, I just so so if they can get sixty-eight cents on the dollar, I, I see. I guess I don't understand how that how they get even even get any money out of it right because if i if if jim and i are married and he's the non-custodial parent and he's supposed to pay me 500 dollars a month why i mean why does the court get any money
2: I, because I, what happens is remember this falls under the 10 of temporary assistance for needy family meaning any public assistance from welfare housing
0: yeah yeah uh, oh okay i see what you're saying yeah <laughs>
2: food stamps Yep. And what happens is, Medicaid, what happens is, that, let's say I'm giving my ex $100 a week.
3: Yeah. She keeps
2: the $100 because she's not on any public assistance. But because New Jersey is handling this, they get $0.66 cents per dollar either from the state of New Jersey or uh, from the federal government. So they receive 66 dollars for that 100 and then that money goes into judges' salaries and pension goes into the panic programs.
0: Oh, that's just a vicious and cycle, right? I mean, that's like I mean, right. this and 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 it's right. a state, and it's the state milking the state, right? I mean, within an right. absolutely. yeah, absolutely, that's craziness.
2: Yeah, hmm. and then and then what happens is, like in theory, this was created to protect taxpayer dollars because what was happening was a lot of men were out there having affairs. Having children out of wedlock, and they'll leave the kid alone. Uh, <clears throat> State-funded programs like welfare would re- would get be given to these families, oh, yeah nothing was happening to these bags, which I get. So in theory, it was it was good. But what happens is, if you're not in these programs, if you're not fitting the 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 abandoned uh, family or or the or the abandoning parent. There's no reason why you should be falling into these statutes, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, I I worked with a guy when I first started in plumbing and uh the state was taking I want to take about say about 80% of his paycheck. He was telling me how much it was. I was like I was like how do you, I was like how can you live? He had a girlfriend and she, basically she was supporting him. <laughs> you right, know, right. when it came down to it and he couldn't get it readjusted I, and i i mean it was a nasty you know settlement you know with his ex and everything but um yeah i, I and i don't understand how I, I don't understand how they can award a non-custodial parent that much money they're supposed to That's have
2: That only th- happened because it's written into the statutes yeah yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah, and I don't, and I'm not sure Massachusetts or New Hampshire has what New Jersey has. I mean, I imagine that this
2: they're all pretty pretty similar within that 17% area. Yeah, they 17, 19%, 15%. I've seen um, they're all within those little percentages.
0: Wow, well, that's eye opening.
2: Yeah, it's when I found out about this, it was just like what. You know, my whole perception of this, of this family court industry just, just changed. I stopped focusing just on fathers. I stopped focusing on how it's affecting me and and, and and so on and so forth. It was just like, you know what? Like, this is this is bigger than just mom versus dad, you know? And the thing that's funny is, I'm not going to say funny because it's not a, a ha-ha situation, but, yeah. you know, when you look at the the suicide statistic of men in general, is 80% of total suicides are men, while 67% of total suicides are associated with family court, and these are just men alone. <laughs> so,
0: That's so crazy. What does that tell you? That's crazy.
2: Yeah, and that that statistic actually comes from. Uh, Dr. Augustine E. University of California, where he said that men going through uh, family court are 2.3 times more than likely to commit suicide. Jeez. When another organization I think was called Custody Angels, I can't remember off the top of my head anymore, mm-hmm. they were the ones that did the math and it came up that that 67 percent of total suicides were associated with family court. God,
1: Pedro, this is, <clears throat> this is all very mind-boggling to me. To, I, I want to talk a little bit more about this high-performing state. Like, what is the benefit to the state? Like, what benefits do the state get if they do become that high-performing state? There's got to be a reason.
2: More, more funding, more money.
1: They get more money from the federal government.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. when you think about an expenditure, um, this is almost in in the same category as a quota. You know, I remember back in like the 80s, I think it was, where the uh, police department had quotas on issuing out yeah, tickets. speeding and tickets and stuff like that. Yep, yep. They, they eliminated that. This, to me, is something similar, but just calling it a different name, which is an expenditure. An expenditure is just a need. So you have to show a need to, to continue receiving funding the following year.
0: So well, yeah, like like most government like most governments work, right? If you don't spend the money, right. you won't be able to up your budget to, for next year. So they go at the end of the year, they spend all their money so quick, and you know, because they know they can say, "Hey, well, we need more money. We spent all of it last year. We need more money." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And that's what that's what basically is coming down to in the end. And to me, it's you know, it's not there. This isn't. This is all happening because of a doctrine called the the Parents doctrine, which is also known as the best interest of the child. So a lot of this is hidden because of that particular doctrine. Because what happens is we can't talk about certain cases or children because they're minors. And under the Parence Patriae doctrine the government oversees anything pertaining to minors. So they can't even talk about it. So it's all hidden with all these doctrines and and statutes and so on. It's it's just unfortunate and disgusting.
0: Yeah. You'd think family court actually cares about family.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And then it has that name. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you would think, (laughs) you know, well, just like everything in government, government they
0: want you to believe that they're there for, You know, benevolence. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. So, is this what prompted you to start uh, Hard Hats and Bibs, or was it something else? I
2: actually started out. See, this is the evolution of what the organization was. The first part, or the first wave, if you want to call it, was the Father's Rights Movement of New Jersey. Okay. Then we changed the name to New Jersey for Kids, New Jersey for Parental Equality.
0: Say that and again. New, New Jersey parents. We'll say, say that again. Sorry.
2: New Jersey for kids, New Jersey for parental equality. Okay. And this year we changed it to hard hats and bibs. And the reason was because we would hold a forum every year. And the first forum we did was we showed the different dynamics of fatherhood. So we had a single dad speaker, gay dad speaker, a stay-at-home dad speak grandfather we talked about unethical adoptions which i'll get to in a minute mm-hmm. um the family court and the following year we started to incorporate more women side of it um where we would have a woman be a non-custodial parent we had women in the construction industry we had women as business owners the evolution of women and that's when we started to change a little bit the 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 direction of the organization where it wasn't just focusing on the family court side and nah. just families, but we started to focus on uh, promoting gender equality and parental equality because at the end of the day, when we look at it, we're, we're constantly looking at certain things socially and how society of uh, use men and women that women are only good at the caregivers as men as only good as primary um, financial providers,
3: Yeah, yep. you
2: know, so with these forums, we would show women as an apprentice in the construction industry as an iron worker, um, foreman, engineer, um, as a journey person. And on the men's side, we would show them as a stay at home dad, as a single dad, as a grandfather, the myth of the African-American dad, Missy showing that it doesn't matter what sex you are, that the parental, the household and the workforce responsibilities are being taken care of. So in the sense, it was like he was trying to break stigmas out there.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good.
2: Incorporating, that, incorporating that with the family court side because now more women because they're making as much as men are gonna, and planning on getting divorced, there's gonna be a chance that you're gonna be losing your kids or being limited in, in seeing your kids because you was the breadwinner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they'll be the non custodial parent. Right. I mean, it, that's happening more and more because of because they're they're the breadwinner, that you're saying?
2: Um, Me running into more women, that's what I'm noticing. I'm also noticing some women losing custody because they didn't have enough money fighting for their kids. I've, I've seen women lose custody because they were keeping their kids away from their father, and they're not saying it like you can listen to certain things that they yeah. were saying. It just wasn't making sense, yep. you know? So in the end, it was just like, it, it, to me, it's just a big clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like why yeah. not just talk about every single part that can possibly happen, you know?
0: Well, if they're leaving out a part of the story, you know, right. they're, they're being deceptive for a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's quite the um, evolution
3: Exactly. Go, go
0: going from a men's rights organization to all the way to just everybody, <laughs> just a parental. Yeah. Because, oh, that's like, fantastic we were, though.
2: We were, like I, I work as an electrician. I would come across numerous women who a lot of men would say they don't belong here. If she can't bend one, in, one inch conduit on her own, she shouldn't be doing this. And I'm like, dude, you can't pay what it's
3: coming.
2: You know? Yeah. And then I'm looking at it, me being logical and, and, and talking about certain things pertaining to men. I said, this isn't no different than men saying that they can raise their kid. Yeah. You know, and society's just knocking them down, saying that they can't. <laughs> you know? I said, what's the difference? Yeah. At the end, it was just a stigma. Yeah, so i said yeah absolutely we have to change our approach and with the change of the approach we actually started to get more people who aren't affected interested in what's going on
0: i mean don't, don't get me wrong i i think it's important to have both parents in the child's life i think, I, I think every, everyone agrees with that right i i mean um but the idea that only the woman can be caring and sentimental and that type of thing is, is silly, right? I mean, the dad can do it yep. as well. However, I think a dad and a mom do bring two different. Dynamics. They, they, yeah, absolutely. Two different dynamics. And I think, I, and I think both of those are important. Um, but yeah, I mean how you decide which one becomes the non-custodial parent. I admit, I, I wouldn't want to have to make that decision, but, um, right. But to have it be so one sided for so long i'm glad i'm glad do you feel like it's 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 changing
2: um there's more uh there's a lot of articles out there saying that it is changing um I've seen a lot of men in certain groups get more custody but the minute that you're talking to them and you see um the amount of money that they spent
0: oh yeah, know, it's, it's they, yeah it's it's awful
2: yeah it's awful yeah you know like you, you're basically spending uh, well, listen, all this money I, for something that you should rightfully
0: have i think our, it, in that way alone our court system is broken the fact that someone has yeah. to go into a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt just to fight for a weekend you know a month mm-hmm. with their kids you know that's insane yeah that's yep. absolutely insane You know, never, never mind trying to get full custody or anything like that. Just, just trying to maintain your weekends and not have the court take a whole ton of money from you, you know, whether you're, you know, male or female, it doesn't matter. I mean, just the idea that you have to spend all that money to, to, to get a mediocre result is it's insane. It's ridiculous. In that way alone, I think the court system is, is broken.
2: Well, that's the, that's the, that's the, I don't want to say the beauty but the beauty behind it is that that's what it's about. Like it's a five
0: hundred
2: billion dollar industry. Yeah. On right. federal funding or government funding and legal fees alone. And if, when when you watch Divorce Corp, they're going to talk about that part about it within their 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 documentary. And that's what that's what it's about. And I'm not going to say it guarantees a win because it doesn't. I yeah. know a guy. Not going to mention his name. Yeah, but he was a former millionaire. He owned, I think, it was three or four houses at seven point one million dollars a piece. All he was paying was property taxes on them. And the guy hasn't seen his kids now for five or six years, and um, he has no home. He's living in his car. Hasn't seen his kids. Constantly fighting uh false accusations of domestic violence. What? Um yeah. He, like, he had, it, had four homes at seven
0: million dollars each and he didn't he has nothing now?
2: Has nothing now. And, and and this guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna say his name because it's actually in newspaper articles. One judge, Judge Mayenza, uh had called him a tomato because of his Italian um heritage. And he said something along the line, like, I'm tired of you, uh, you I'm tired of you, Tomatoes, or something along those lines. What? And, yeah, and nothing happened to this judge. Nothing. Nothing happened to this judge. And I don't know if it was the same judge, but a different judge, um, uh, said that he had the DA in his back pocket because Toby's wife, I believe, she was filing a, a restraining order on him and. The judge came out and said, basically, like the DA owes me one. I have them in my back pocket. This is basically gonna go through.
0: <laughs> what and the hell? Happened.
2: Yeah, and nothing happens to this judge. Nothing. Oh my god. That's sad. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Well, all right. Let's talk about hard, hat, hard hats and bibs. Um, let me, let yep. me cut you off. A second yep. no, because, no, 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 absolutely. I,
2: I mentioned before about unethical adoptions, and I want. Oh yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yep.
2: Um Unethical adoption is an uh, unmarried father has zero rights of his child, and a lot of states don't have protection for that. So, an uh, unmarried woman can go drop her for a child at a safe haven hospital police station fire station no questions asked put that child up for adoption there's no notification back to the father years go down the line he finds out he has to spend thousands of dollars to get his child back oh yeah to me that's bullshit
0: (laughs) oh that's ridiculous that's bullshit. That's insane. You know, and Especially with the technology we have nowadays, like they can go get a DNA test and be like, dad, yeah, that's definitely your dad. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, it, it's not like yeah. it's, it's not like they can be like, well, we don't, we're not sure. Like now it's, it's definite, you know, three weeks later you right. can get a DNA test. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was, um, on the red pill documentary, there was a same, a same type of thing. Um, the, he was fighting yeah, with it. He was fighting
2: was Rob Mazaneris or something like that. He was in Utah. I I, yeah. I I know about him. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He fought he fought he, he had to fight to get his kid and because he didn't know that his girlfriend put the kid up for adoption. He right. had no he had no idea. And then he had to fight wow. for it. He's got to spend a ton of money. He's, yeah, right. yeah, because you know, she had the baby and then, you know, forty-eight hours later, seventy-two hours later, the kids adopted, and he has to within twenty four hours or something like that, either thirty-six hours, he has to put notification into the court that he wants to be the sole custodial parent, and he didn't do it quick enough because he didn't know he didn't know that the baby was going up for adoption. How was right. he how was he supposed to put notice in within a reasonable amount of time if he didn't know it was happening? Right. So yeah, But then he had to spend a ton of money to try to get his kid back, you know, it,
2: and he did it. Yeah, it he did. Mean, yeah,
0: yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing.
2: I could have sworn that it was that they they still let the adoption go too. But oh, they had, did. Yeah,
0: like, yeah they every did. Other weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I think they said that the you know the, the parents were you know somewhat reasonable about it, but but still, like the idea that he had to fight for it still, he had to go to court right. for it still. Like, I, I mean, that's absurd. They've done. We've gone we've gone way past common sense.
2: Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> common sense not so common. All you right. Know. So uh is is hard hats and bibs a 501c3?
2: Uh we're still under the New Jersey for kids uh name. Or oh. yeah, we're still under that name okay. I'm putting the paperwork to start changing things over so eventually. It will be
0: a 501c3. Okay, great. And now you operate only in New Jersey, right now?
2: No, no. We okay, I've never operated just in New Jersey. Our address is there because you need to have an address there. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we've done things throughout the country where it was wherever it was drivable.
0: <laughs> okay, good, good. All right. Um. So I guess let's put out uh, some self promotion here. Uh, where can people get a hold of? Um, well, whoever they're supposed to get a hold of. And um, so I guess email addresses and mm. websites, and if they want to donate to your cause, where do they send it?
2: Okay. Um, as far as reaching out to us, we're on social media between Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just for, search for us that way, Hard Hats and Bibs. Uh, our email is hardhatsandbibs at gmail.com. Um, as far as uh, any... Uh, monetary donations as far as a check. If they could write it out now as New Jersey for Kids, New Jersey for Corporate Equality, and that could be mailed to at 590 Bloomfield Avenue in Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003. Uh, our website, we're currently working on trying to get one up. It's just right now I'm not working.
0: Uh-huh. And so you should have plenty of time is, to do is. it. Get on it, Pedro. Let's go. <laughs>
2: it, it is. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's just like, people, until somebody's affected by this, yeah. they're not going to invest any time in volunteering. They're not going to invest any donations into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think that's our biggest problem. And, you know, we at one point we had a website with the New Jersey for Kids where we had to put it away because I, I couldn't continue paying it out of my pocket anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it gets expensive
2: yeah it does yeah (laughs) yeah so i had to i had to put it away and and then eventually i wind up getting surgery and stuff like that where that's that's a reason why i stepped away from everything because i wind up having a diverticulitis surgery without a work for like five or six months or something like that oh damn recovery yeah it was
0: horrible yeah (laughs) all right man well this was uh enlightening I gotta say, cool. it's kind of, yeah.
1: it, was, it was kind of frustrating to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, Jim's I mean, Jim's I'm over Jim's over here, rubbing good. his temples oh, yeah. and
0: like putting <laughs> his face in his hands. You can't see him, but I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah been, I'm enthralled. Man. I'm like, what? How? What? Huh? Uh, I, trust me, man. I remember when I first found out
2: about this and stuff like that. I was just like, what? Yeah. Like my. Anger went away from my case to this is why this is happening, you know? Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. just like, what, <laughs> you know? And then this is the biggest, um, how can I put it? The biggest problem behind this is how we look at men. We don't value men. We look at men as just as a, as a cog to help build, to help fight wars, to die for great causes. That's about it. You know, we're not good enough to be parental figures. We're not good enough to be, to be saved. You know, we're constantly doing the saving out there that when, when it's things pertain to men, we don't care. You know, society doesn't bat an eye towards it. You know, when we talk about breast cancer, we're talking about save the catas. You know, we're talking about women's <laughs> breast cancer. But when it comes men, men are just as susceptible of getting breast cancer from the age of 60 to 70. And wow. they actually have a higher death rate because of it. Yeah. You know, and then we're not we're not raising that awareness because it's, just, it's men. We don't care about men. Yeah. You know,
0: so it's just. Well, hey, have you, seen, have you seen have you have you seen mem's boobs? Who cares about those? I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Bad joke. All right. No, no. And it's true. I think to an extent, (laughs) I think to an extent it's true. Uh, uh, There's a double standard when it comes to society. Um, They want equality, but they don't want equality everywhere um, to a certain extent. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. Understood. I think think it's changing. I think, I mean, I think we're, I mean, really women full-time in the, uh, in the workplace really started happening, what, in the seventies, eighties. So, I yeah. mean, you know, we're building that trend where that, you know, they're, 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 they're in the industries, um, they're getting into the dirtier jobs. They're not, you know, they're not completely there yet, but they're getting into the dirtier jobs and more dangerous jobs. Um, will it ever be, you know, more equal to what men are doing? I, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but, um, yeah, I I do think there is a a certain, you know, double standard when it comes to that that sort of thing.
1: There
2: definitely is. Say that again? No, I said there definitely is. Yeah, and the yeah. Is this, like, the thing that cracks me up is how, like, we had men, in a sense, like, put on a pedestal and say, we want to be equal to you, which I get, you know? And growing up, I remember my sister wanting a remote control 18-wheeler truck. And she got it. <laughs> yeah. She also got a, a stroller. And I was like, hey, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you know? That's and great. And I remember, um, you know, there was times that we would play house with everybody, and I remember some of the guys in my family were like, Oh, what are you playing with a doll for? And it's like, oh, shit. You know, I'm not supposed to do that, you know? Yeah, no. Nah. It yeah. steered me away from that. Again, you know? a double standard,
0: but in the other direction, right?
2: Right. Yeah. And to me, like, yeah. there's actually studies out there showing, I'm not going to say studies, but uh, I guess opinions on child psychologists and stuff like that, that they're saying that um, because we we pushed dolls away from boys, we kind of told boys that, hey, you know, you're not good enough for this. You're not good enough to be a father. You're not good enough to be a husband. You know, you can't be a, a nurturer, you know, and wind winds up building that resistance self-consciously in wanting that, you know, or accepting that. You know, I remember when my son was born, I wasn't like that. As soon as he was born, let me say this. When my ex me out of the delivery room, I walked back home 17 miles, and I saw him the following day, and the first thing I did was I moved everybody out my way. I grabbed my boy. I picked him up, and I didn't put him down. That when i went to his doctor's appointments um the women in the waiting room would look at me like why is he holding him
0: yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. yeah
2: that eventually they came up to me they're like yo you're not afraid i said no why
0: yeah i never you know, understood oh,
2: that look at him yeah. over there he doesn't even want to carry the kid yeah you know, and a lot of that i think stems off of that that young age you know when you're just pushed well, I, like you're not good enough for
0: this. I think it's more than that, right? I mean, you, you, if, if you've got a parent that pushes you a boy away from dolls, right, they're obviously insecure in something, right? Right. They're afraid that that child's going to, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I think that's really just ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's just dolls. So I think that may be, yeah, 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 yeah. That may like be defend, a portion you know? of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. All right, man. So we're we're at, we're almost at an hour. Um, so we got everything that we need to get a hold of you, hard hats and bibs. Um, yeah, man. I just want to say thank you for coming on today.
1: Yeah, we appreciate you taking some time to talk with us.
2: All right, cool, man. Same here. And
0: That's I'm sure I'm move. sure it won't be the last time.
2: I'm hoping not, man. I'm trying to... Get get the word out. Exactly, man.
0: Sorry, right, man. Even though you're a sparky, I still like you. You're nice.
2: We're natural enemies. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I never understood that. Just as hes I never understood that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, all right, man. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. All right. Take it easy. All right. Later. Oh, later.